In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, on God, Amen. We speak in this lecture about caring for the lost sheep. First, I like to give introduction about the ministry of the church. The church actually should serve every single person in the world, not only people in our church. In the ordination of the bishop, the bishop is called on a city, not on churches. We don't say we call you a bishop on the Coptic city churches in the city of Gaza. No. Bishop on the city of and if we like to classify people in the world, we can classify them into three groups. Either active believers in the church or non-active believers and the non-active believers we call them the lost sheep. And the third group is the non-believers. So the church should have three main ministries. One directed to the active believers, the second one directed to the lost sheep, the non-active believers, and the third one to the non-believers. The ministry toward the active believers, we call it pastoral care. The second myth, it's ministry of the lost sheep. And the third one, evangelism or preaching. Under each ministry, there are two ministries. Number under the pastoral care, number one is the nurturing ministry. How to nurture them, to grow, to be in the likeness of Christ, and to grow into spiritual maturity. And the second ministry under pastoral care, it's preventive ministry, prophylactic ministry. How to protect these people from drifting away and becoming non-active or becoming lost sheep. Under the lost sheep ministry, there are two ministries. The first ministry is the outreach. As the Good Shepherd left the 99 and went on the mountains looking for the lost sheep. And the second ministry is healing ministry. The lost sheep, when he returns, he will be full of wounds and he needs a healing ministry. The third ministry, which is evangelism, has two ministries underneath it. One is preaching, how they would believe without hearing, as we read in Romans chapter 10. So we need to preach the word of God, the good news of salvation. Then those who believe, we need to graft them, grafting. It's like organ transplant. How to plant them in the body of Christ. 
So we end up by six ministries. Nurturing ministry, preventive or prophylactic ministry, outreach for the lost sheep, and healing ministry, preaching the word of God and the good news, and the grafting or planting ministry. But just I want to say that we are responsible before God for these six ministries. So the ministry of the lost sheep is an essential ministry in our service. It is very important. It brings joy to heaven. As we read, the heaven rejoice for one lost sheep who returns more than 99. So when we bring one lost sheep back to the church of God, then actually this brings joy to heaven. Who are the lost sheep? The Lord himself classified them into five groups in Ezekiel chapter 34. And he rebuked the shepherds of Israel because they did not care for the lost sheep. And the sixth group is the five groups, the sick, the wounded, the broken, the driven away, and the lost. The sick, a person who is struggling with any sin, And in Orthodox theology, sin is an illness. Sin is an illness. And this is very important in the recovery. For example, big difference when the addict says, I am addict, or he says, I am the son of God, created in his image after his likeness, and I suffer from sickness called addiction. Big difference between define a person as addict or define him he is a son of God with illness called addiction. The first way I am addict, it gives me hopelessness because I am defined as addict. But the second one, it gives me hope. I am the son of God. It's just illness. I will be cured and I am growing into the likeness of Christ. So the sick, all of us suffering from sins in our life. Second group, the wounded. The wounded, people can be wounded from harsh treatment. Uh, Somebody discriminated against them, dealt with them, unfairly or injustice. That's the second group. The third group, the broken, those who are going through crisis, serious illness like cancer, losing a loved one, for example, financial crisis, all these are broken people. The driven away, those who feel unwelcome, and they are struggling to fit in. That is the reason they are struggling to fit in in the culture, because they feel driven away, not welcomed, rejected, not accepted. 
And the last one, the lost. The lost can be lost theologically or dogmatically, like people who are atheists or people who are agnostic or people who don't believe in sacraments or following any other denomination. So that's one group. Lost, like because of bad habits and addiction, so they are lost. Lost because of anxiety and stress. We have growing number of our youth doing cutting in their body because of the pain they, they feel inside their hearts. Lost can be also morally. Unfortunately, the percentage of the homosexuals and transgender is growing. Lost because the love of the world, just they are attracted to the fun and the pleasures of the world. They don't realize the vanity of uh, the world. And also the church say, don't love the world or the things which are in the world. The world will pass away. But many people, even from among those who come to the church, they come to the church on Sunday as an activity. And that's it. But they are totally loving the world, not realizing, as Saint Paul said, love of the world is enmity to God. And also St. James said the same thing. Lost because they are busy. Some people are just busy, busy, especially the newcomers. They want actually to come and in very short time to get house, to get beautiful cars, etc. So they work day and night. And they don't feel guilty because they will tell you, I don't have anything, any time to do something wrong. I'm just working. But in Luke chapter 14, the wedding of the son of the king, and he invited people to the supper, and they excused themselves. When he told him, I just bought a field, and I have to take care of it. Second, I bought some oxen and calves. The third one, I, I got married. And if you think, they did not do anything wrong. But what is their sin? They were busy. They were busy to God. They were busy not having time to God. So busyness is a sin. When busyness actually takes me away from the worship of God. Also, some lost sheep, I call them church goers. Some people come to the church, but they are not spiritual. And we need to differentiate between a church goer and a spiritual person. Some people come to the church just as an activity. On Sunday morning, they come maybe the last 30 minutes, 40 minutes, attend the church, take communion like everybody, and then they come for the social hour after. And there is no relationship with God. The whole week they are strangers from God. 
And unfortunately, many parents raise their children this way. They bring them on Sunday to the church. And they don't actually watch them, whether they are standing, following, praying, or they are playing outside of the parking lot, or they are, they gather together in the restrooms and start to talk all the time until communion time. And then they take them to the Sunday school. And Sunday school, whether they are paying attention or not, they spend these 30 minutes. But then Lord Yosef Sen, when he becomes 13 or 14, and he starts to drift away, parents come, what did we do wrong? We brought him to the church every Sunday. He took communion every Sunday. He attended Sunday school every Sunday. What happened to him? Because he was a churchgoer. That's it. That's it. He did not grow spiritually. So this actually a lost sheep, although inside the church, but he is a lost sheep also. Because they are churchgoers. And some people, another class of the church goers, uh, sorry, of the lost sheep, the scribes and Pharisees in the contemporary time. Some people, they know theology, they know church fathers, experts in the scripture, and they just come to argue, to brag, to give you a hard time, full of hypocrisy with no real spiritual life. And again, the scribe and Pharisees during the time of the Lord Jesus Christ were considered lost sheep. The Lord told them, if you were blind, which means if you confess your blindness, you would have no sin. But because you say, we see, your sin remains. So that's another group of the lost sheep. And the last group, people who are upset or disappointed, and they stop coming to the church. Because Abuna did not ask about them when they were sick. Abuna did not comfort them when they lost somebody, because their son was not ordained a deacon, because their daughter was not chosen in the pre-servant class, etc. People nazalan ala or they did not get permit for remarriage. So, always, always. We can add to the list family problems and violence. So, these are different types of lost sheep. How to care for them in the right way? I don't think that the Sunday school servants should be required to care also for the lost sheep. But we need to prepare certain group of servants, and these servants will be trained to care for the lost sheep. And you will choose more people. In this way, actually, most of the people are involved in the ministry. Some of them 
as Santos Cruz servants, some of them in the ministry of those sheep, some of them in the ministry of evangelism. So everyone in your church will be active. And also they need special training. Training how to deal with the lost sheep. And to train them, I need to have an accurate list of the lost sheep. And this list has each one and his problem. For example, addiction, sexual immorality, wrong theology, business, a church goer, whatever. And based on this list, I need to train servants to be specialized how to serve the addict, how to approach those who are homosexual, how to serve those who are just busy. So we need to train the servants to actually address these different needs. And if we don't have accurate list for our congregation, we will not know who are lost or who are not. Especially in the big churches, for example, if I'm serving 700 families. So the church always is full. And I cannot follow up who among the 700 families active in the church or not active in the church. And when we have actually more than one church close to each other, sometimes there is overlap. But we need to solve this problem in order not to lose one single person. The good shepherd did not say, you know, I have 99. Who cares about one? No. He actually left the 99 to search for the lost sheep. And we have the example of David. He has a huge flock. But when the bear and the lion took one one sheep, why he took the risk to save this one sheep from the mouth of the lion and the bear? Actually, he took high risk that he may lose his life. And if David cared so much for the lost sheep, just a sheep animal, how much more we should care about our flock? Do we know them? We should know our, our flock. We should say, I have 76 families, and they are 324 members. That we, we will give account before God in the last day. I'm saying we are responsible for every single person in the city. How much more about every single person baptized in the church? Again, it's our responsibility before God. And in order to solve the problem of the overlapping churches, we developed what we call 
geographical list and pastoral list. Geographical list and pastoral list. So in a city like, for example, Orlando, we have seven churches there. So the geographical list around each church, we assigned certain zip codes. These people belong to this church, geographically. So now, in the geographical list of, for example, St. Mary, an archangel in Ovido, they should have every single person lives in this zip code in that area, in the geographical list. Since the pastoral list in visitation, I know in this person from St. Mira Archangel, they pray in St. Anthony Church. So Abuna here calls Abuna there and tell him, add this person to your pastoral list and he will be removed from the pastoral list of the first church. So at the end, the total number of the geographical list will be exactly like the total number of the pastoral lists. But pastoral lists who attend my church, even if they are not geographical. The geographical list, those who are in this area. Of course, those who don't go to the church will be the responsibility of whom? Of the geographical. If they are living in, the geogra- in this area, geographically following this church, it's the responsibility of this abode. So without having this accurate list, how would you know the lost sheep? How would you know if the shepherd didn't know that he have 100 sheep? He, he said, maybe I have around 100, maybe 105, maybe 95. Do you think he would recognize if he lost one sheep? No, he would not. Why he was able to recognize that one sheep is missing? Because he knows there are 100 sheep. So when counted them, 99, oh, one sheep is missing. I go and search for this sheep. So when there are churches next to each other, we must have a geographical list and pastoral list. When our children, for example, move in college to another state, even if not in your diocese, you need to call up one there and tell them, my son or my daughter, for college, now they moved to your church. So Abuna can add them to his pastoral list and he can follow up with them. Sometimes I go, in this year in Knoxville, 65 students. Some of them from New Jersey, some of them from North, from California. Maybe there are more than this. Dorothy Lugolna why their fathers did not call us to tell us my son or my daughter is going to the university in Knoxville so we can follow up with them what I'm trying to say we cannot serve the lost sheep unless we have accurate membership of our congregation and we follow up with them And we know where they are. 
لكن if we don't have accurate membership it will be a challenge even to know who are lost <laughs> sometimes we hear about people when they ask us to pray their funeral and I remember the man we got phone call about one died so he was living for so many years in this city he never came to the church nobody told us about him and just knew when he died when he passed away you should know the condition and the number of your flock we need to prepare servants for this ministry and we need to prepare the lists but then we need to assign these lists for the servants for the trained in addiction addiction the trained in, in what domestic violence had dealing list of that this trained in theology had dealing list of that in nazihuma atheist or agnostic or apologetics etc then the first step in the servant should diagnose in which stage this person what do you mean which stage? The recovery or the change goes through six stages. And in order to deal and to care for the person rightly, you need to know his level. Like in ESL, his level, but then assign him and to go to level 5 to go to level 3 in order to care you need to see which level or in which step of change so what are the six steps first step not willing even the servant will call him offer to visit him but he's completely against it. He doesn't want to hear from the church. That's number one. Second step, dreaming. Dreaming means I cannot imagine that I will recover from addiction. Or I know atheism is wrong. I know God is there. But my mind does not accept and I, I, I don't know whether one day I will be able to accept this. I have so many questions about the problem of evil, about hell, about, you know. So I, I don't know. So these are the stage of dreaming. The third stage is the stage of willing. Okay, I am willing to study, I'm willing to learn, I'm willing to. But he has the will, but not acting on it. The fourth stage is acting. So the will now is processed into action. So they are acting 
مثلا راح ريهاب سنتر or stopped watching pornography or ended a relationship with a girl acting on it number five when the person start to act the possibility of relapse is there so number five is the persevering he's persevering yes he may relapse but he will rise again he may relapse and rise again and the last step is victory when he overcome this weakness so these are the six stages not willing dreaming willing acting persevering victory these are the six stages of change and we need actually and as a servant how to deal with a person unwilling is totally different how to support person is acting and maybe he is acting in the wrong way or persevering or dreaming how to deal with, with each stage the first stage the unwilling stage just keep praying and also don't enable them let them suffer there is a law a divine law what you sow you will reap you can read it in the letter to Galatians sometimes we stop this divine law so what he saw his parents reaps what he saw other reaps but not the person so why I should ask treatment يعني لو واحد مثلا اثيس and does not believe in God واحنا تكلمنا معاه وصرفت هم وقال كده should I give him communion so there is some there has to be some يعني consequences يعني في واحد يعني بيجي كنيسة just to keep the social image لكن مثلا هو جواه يعني الراجل the sinner of course what did he suffer he suffered the excommunication and excommunication at that time not only not give him communion but even excommunication means no communication so all the believers ended any communication with him زي ما تذكري بتقول انك تسلمه الى شيخ مختبر يرعاه روحيا يعني الشخص ده بقديه لأب اعتراف أو خادم من خدام الخروف الضلع حد كلام عليه بيخدمه بيتابع معاه بيحاول إذا يصلح وضعه وإذا يرجعه للكنيسة تاني فأنا مش مجرد يعني مبارح لما حكينا على بولس الرسول he excommunicated this person but بعد مين بعد تيتوس يسأل عليه ما, ما سبخوش كده لو احنا بنسيبهم كده قاضي غلط في فرق بين serving them and enabling them we should not enable them but we should serve them. Big difference between this and that. Don't enable pray for them and let them reap the consequences. The time of vulnerability 
is a very good time for intervention. يعني في ناس ما تشوفهمش غير في جنازة والنفس وقت التجربة بتكون مستعدة انها تقبل كلمة ربنا This time يعني time of illness time of uh, in, in the type of vulnerability إذا soul is ready to listen the word of God في الأول لازم أقول حاجة روحية وحاجة روحية يعني to encourage and to motivate people to repent and return back to God المتابعة don't give up on somebody حتى لو مردش عليك تابع معه وسأل عليه دي وعلم الخدام يعملوا كده صدقوني الافتقاد ده أقوى حاجة في الخدم أقوى حاجة في الخدم اللي هي one on one ministry لو أنت عايز الخروف الدار دي يعني one on one ministry وربنا قال لي زكا ليه ينبغي أن يكون في بيتك طب زكا خلاص تاب وقال له يا رب أنا نصف أموالي الفقر المساكين وأنا if I was unfair I will restore four folds وربنا قال له لا أنا جاعب معك في البيت لأن في احتمالية to relapse السامرية it was one on one ministry المولود أعمل paralytic man all these people were one on one ministry وبعد كده مثلا يعني في الزيارات ربما محتاجين نوضح في العزات بتاعتنا نوضح الفرق بين تشيرش جورز وما بين هذا ريليشنشيب وزباد يعني كتير من الناس بيفتكر أنا في جو صندي خلاص أنا عملت this activity it's just activity it's not a relationship and we need to focus on how to build a relationship وزباد Building a relationship is more than just coming to the church. We, we, we start working on the relationship with God. The moment part of their victory. The hope of the hopeless or the help of the helpless. The willing, I need to put an action plan. The action, I need in to make sure that he is fighting the good fight. Persevering, support. support all the time. So, I know which stage and how I intervene is a very important point. As I said, الكنيسة Is it just a habit? It's just an activity? Do I feel the need? Why do you need the church? 
الناس تشعر ان انا فعلا لو ما جيتش الكنيسه something serious I'm missing something serious in my life so يعني تسمرايز لازم يعني I diagnose who are the lost sheep اعمل لستة بيهم train servants in different areas of the lost sheep I understand the six stages of change في نفس الوقت follow up معهم follow up is very important when I follow up معهم ده don't give up on anybody المسيح وقف على الباب وبيقرأ يقف سنين على أبواب أبوابنا أولادنا ف don't give on anybody المسيح did not, did not give up on soul بعد كده بولس الرسول فضل يقرأ على باب وينخذ قلبه بمناخذ لغاية لما استجاب لربنا ربنا يعطينا جميعا ان احنا نخدمه نخدم ولاده بأمانة كل ايام حياتنا لله لما تتجاهد من الابد اني